0: The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news China's Guizhou Rongjiang Village Super League, dubbed Sun Chao by netizens, has signed a memorandum of understanding with the English Premier League as part of a broader effort to boost exchanges in the football sector. The deal was struck at an event on the sidelines of the China-Beijing International Fair for Trade in Services. According to the Memorandum of Understanding, the English Premier League will provide training courses to the Rongjiang League to promote football development in the local area. In addition, the two sides will consider jointly organising friendly matches. Tom Duke, the British Trade Commissioner to China, said he welcomes representatives from Guizhou especially those from Rongjiang County, to visit the UK for exchanges on grassroots football development. Business representatives from the United Kingdom and their counterparts from Guizhou also signed other tourism and football-related memorandums of cooperation which they said were part of efforts to promote trade and investment partnerships. The Rongjiang Village Super League started on May the 13th and concluded on July the 29th this year in the county, featuring 20 teams comprising amateurs from local villages The event received more than 30 billion views during the whole competition. The down-to-earth nature of the Sun Chao even attracted former England football star Michael Owen, who sent his congratulations via an online video. The initial success also led authorities in Rongjiang to launch a national football tournament which began in August and is to run until October the 28th this year This is special English China will stage and broadcast the latest works of its most prestigious performing arts groups and companies in a season running from September to November, audiences will be treated to a feast of operas, dances, dramas and concerts, ranging in theme from the traditional to the revolutionary. Sponsored by the Ministry of Culture and Tourism, the season will include 57 performances of 26 featured works in Beijing and another 209 branded performances of classic works in locations such as Beijing, Guangdong, Guizhou as well as Shanxi and Hong Kong. More than 30 performances will be available to view online including Dragon and Phoenix Bringing Prosperity, produced by the National Peking Opera Company, and Time of Heroes, produced by the National Theatre of China. According to the Ministry, a questionnaire will be distributed online to collect feedback for key performances. You're listening to Special English. This summer has seen the hottest cultural tourist market in five years, with domestic passenger trips from June to August this year surpassing 1.8 billion. That is according to the China Tourism Academy. Fueling this surge is the growing number of experience-oriented cultural events blooming across the country. While traditional, just-a-glance tourism is no longer the first choice for Chinese cultural tourists, museum visits became one of the hottest tourist choices during the summer holiday. High demand across the country has led to new rules being implemented at museums. For instance, Forty-six museums in Beijing, including the Capital Museum, have cancelled their Monday closure tradition to accommodate the increase in visitors. Nine museums in Suzhou have also extended their opening hours, including the hotspot Suzhou Museum. A local resident said that such an arrangement is friendly to the culture consumption of a family as parents have been able to spend some quality time with their children after work. Besides standard daytime museum visits, several museums have launched night tours. The National Natural History Museum of China has launched an overnight activity allowing visitors to have an immersive experience with dinosaur culture. Chu Xin, a cultural sociologist, said that visiting a museum used to be a bus stop for traditional tourist groups, but now visitors are searching for immersive experiences, showing the Chinese public's growing passion for authentic cultural tourism. Other than museums, this immersive mode has powered the entertainment industry to help boost tourism. Over 100 events have been launched during the summer holiday season at Bai Lu Yuan Studios, a film production base in Xi'an, in northwest China's Shanxi Province. Also in Xi'an, An old film factory was renovated into a film exhibition hall, combining commercial activities like food fairs with exhibitions of local film history. The old factory has attracted over one million visitors, especially young consumers, turning industrial remains into new cultural sites is tremendously popular across the country. It is a cultural makeover to help boost sustainable urban development. The child consumer demographic has made study tours a hot booking choice this summer. On Fliggy, an online travel agency, the searches for study tours increased by more than 2.3 times, compared with the summer of 2022. The newly opened Sangxingdui Museum in southwest China's Sichuan Province is among the hot destinations. Dong, the mother of a ten-year-old boy, said that the summer holiday is the best time to take children to see real Chinese culture that they read about every day in books. This is Special English. With a history of 5,000 years, it's no surprise that China has created a fabulous treasury of folk tales. Once a year, on the seventh day of the seventh month, all the magpies fly up to heaven and form a bridge so many amazing worlds to discover. I want a new palace, said King Mu of Zhou one day. Chinese folktales retold for audiences today. Will, will you marry me? he asked. And with little hesitation, she said, <laughs> Yes! 5,000 years of amazing Chinese folktales. My father must not go to war. Someone must take his place you'll find Chinese Folk Tales season three, wherever you discover your favorite podcasts. From north to south, east to west, people in China are chasing their dreams and leaving their mark. Want to know how they beat the odds and made a difference? Footprints brings you the true life stories of their journeys. listening to special english shanghai has started piloting a beverage health alert system as part of a countrywide initiative to combat health problems related to excessive sugar intake a recent study conducted among 15.8 million chinese adults found that, based on China's BMI classification, almost 35% of the population are overweight, and over 14% are obese. Over the past weeks, some 160 brick-and-mortar retailers in the city, including supermarkets and convenience stores, have begun displaying colour-coded warning signs on their beverage shelves. The labels do not indicate the individual sugar content of beverages, but rather alert customers about different categories of drinks. Customers shopping in sections with a green label are reminded to read the beverage's nutrition label, before purchasing. Orange labels warn customers to limit their added sugar intake, while the red labels warn of the negative health impacts of sugary drinks. The system was introduced by the Shanghai Municipal Centre for Disease Control and Prevention in mid-August. Earlier, the national government set a target to cut the daily sugar consumption to no more than 25 grams per person by 2030, compared with 30 grams in 2019. Ma Fei Fei, deputy director of the Shanghai Agency's Jiading District Office, said that the campaign aims to reduce residents' consumption of sugary beverages, which can lead to obesity, and increase the risk of type 2 diabetes, fatty liver, hair loss, as well as dental caries, and cardiovascular diseases. Ma said authorities will monitor the change in consumers' purchasing behaviour during the trial period to help set future sugar reduction policies. An employee from a supermarket in Jiading district noted that staff are expected to offer low-sugar product recommendations to customers after inquiring about their diabetes history. The southern city of Shenzhen rolled out similar alerts in late 2020. You're listening to Special English. As twilight descended upon a forest park in eastern Beijing, a pupil unlatched a blue cage under the guidance of an animal protection professional, letting out a juvenile owl and watching as it flew into the lush woodland. Several other children stood nearby, their faces filled with excitement and curiosity, eager for their own chance to release a bird. In an effort to demonstrate scientific bird release and protect biodiversity, the Beijing Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation Centre has organised a wild animal release event at the Central Green Forest Park in Tongzhou District. More than 50 citizens participated in the event. Zhang Chong, a staff member at the centre, said this time they returned ten rescued baby birds to nature. Zhang noted, after being rescued, animals would receive professional feeding and training to readapt to the wild environment in the future, and their health and survival skills would also be evaluated before being released. Situated along the bird migration route between East Asia and Australia, Beijing has been drawing in an increasing number of birds thanks to a raft of conservation efforts, such as the establishment of urban forests and the prohibition of wild animal hunting. According to the Beijing Municipal Forestry and Parks Bureau, Beijing has currently established 79 natural protected areas. In 2022, the capital achieved a forest coverage rate of some 45%, and an urban green coverage rate of almost 50%, respectively. The latest survey shows that Beijing now hosts 515 species of wild birds, an increase of nearly 100 species in the past decade. Jiang said that Beijingers now have a greater awareness of wildlife rescue and habitat rehabilitation, adding that the number of injured and trapped animals brought in for assistance had risen from hundreds to thousands each year. In response, the Beijing Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation Centre has established breeding platforms and aid stations Within wildlife habitats. Jiang said that this year alone the center has saved 102 owls and many other animals. According to Ji Jianwei, an official with the Beijing Municipal Forestry and Parks Bureau, the capital has transformed into one of the metropolises with the richest biodiversity housing some 600 species of wild terrestrial vertebrates and over 2,000 species of plants. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. This summer has seen the hottest cultural tourist market in five years, with domestic passenger trips from June to August this year surpassing 1.8 billion. That is according to the China Tourism Academy. Fueling this surge is the growing number of experience-oriented cultural events blooming across the country, while traditional just-a-glance tourism is no longer the first choice for Chinese cultural tourists. Museum visits became one of the hottest tourist choices during the summer holiday. High demand across the country has led to new rules being implemented at museums. For instance, 46 museums in Beijing, including the Capital Museum, have cancelled their Monday closure tradition to accommodate the increase in visitors. Nine museums in Suzhou have also extended their opening hours, including the Hotspot Suzhou Museum. A local resident said that such an arrangement is friendly to the culture consumption of a family, as parents have been able to spend some quality time with their children after work. Besides standard daytime museum visits, several museums have launched night tours. The National Natural History Museum of China has launched an overnight activity, allowing visitors to have an immersive experience with dinosaur culture. Chu Xin, a cultural sociologist, said that visiting a museum used to be a bus stop for traditional tourist groups, but now visitors are searching for immersive experiences, showing the Chinese public's growing passion for authentic cultural tourism. Other than museums, this immersive mode has powered the entertainment industry to help boost tourism. Over 100 events have been launched during the summer holiday season at Bai Lu Yuan Studios, a film production base in Xi'an, in northwest China's Shanxi province. Also in Xi'an, an an old film factory was renovated into a film exhibition hall. Combining commercial activities like food fairs with exhibitions of local film history, the old factory has attracted over one million visitors, especially young consumers. Turning industrial remains into new cultural sites is tremendously popular across the country. It is a cultural makeover – to help boost sustainable urban development. The child consumer demographic has made study tours a hot booking choice this summer. On Fliggy, an online travel agency, searches for study tours increased by more than 2.3 times, compared with the summer of 2022. Newly opened Due Museum in southwest China's Sichuan province is among the hot destinations. Dong, a mother of a ten-year-old boy, said that the summer holiday is the best time to take children to see the real Chinese culture that they read about every day in books. This is Special English. As Twilight descended upon a forest park in eastern Beijing, a pupil unlatched a blue cage under the guidance of an animal protection professional, letting out a juvenile owl and watching as it flew into the lush woodland. Several other children stood nearby, their faces filled with excitement and curiosity, eager for their own chance to release a bird. In an effort to demonstrate scientific bird release and protect biodiversity, the Beijing Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation Centre has organised a wild animal release event at the Central Green Forest Park in Tongzhou District. More than 50 citizens participated in the event. Zhang Chong, a staff member at the centre, said this time they returned ten rescued baby birds to nature. Zhang noted, after being rescued, animals would receive professional feeding and training to readapt to the wild environment in the future and their health and survival skills would also be evaluated before being released. Situated along the bird migration route between East Asia and Australia, Beijing has been drawing in an increasing number of birds, thanks to a raft of conservation efforts, such as the establishment of urban forests and the prohibition of wild animal hunting. According to the Beijing Municipal Forestry and Parks Bureau, Beijing has currently established 79 natural protected areas. In 2022, the capital achieved a forest coverage rate of some 45% and an urban green coverage rate of almost 50% respectively. The latest survey shows that Beijing now hosts 515 species of wild birds, an increase of nearly 100 species in the past decade. Jiang said that Beijingers now have a greater awareness of wildlife rescue and habitat rehabilitation, adding that the number of injured and trapped animals brought in for assistance had risen from hundreds to thousands each year. In response, the Beijing Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation Centre has established breeding platforms and aid stations within wildlife habitats. Jiang said, this year alone, the centre has saved 102 owls and many other animals – According to Ji Jianwei, an official with the Beijing Municipal Forestry and Parks Bureau, the capital has transformed into one of the metropolises with the richest biodiversity, housing some 600 species of wild terrestrial vertebrates and over 2,000 species of plants. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.